this is your first time here, then thank you for joining us. This is the Doula's Guide to dot 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 with me, Meg, also known as the Dungaree Doula. This is the podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth and postpartum, sharing unbiased information to ensure that you go into birth feeling confident in the informed choices that you've made for yourself and your baby. If you missed the first couple of episodes and would like to know more about me, then go and check out episode one for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing and the following episodes for some great birth preparation. This episode's a little different to the previous ones and it's just a little bonus episode. I thought it would be a helpful discussion to have and it might put your mind at ease a little bit. So if you're currently pregnant and you're struggling with the fact that everywhere you look, people are talking about a dangerous midwifery crisis, then this is the episode for you. So it's going to be a shorter episode than usual, but I just wanted to give you a couple of my personal top tips for working around any fears you might currently have about the midwifery crisis, because nobody wants to spend their entire pregnancy shit scared, do they? So let's get into it. So if you tuned into this episode and you're like, what the hell, I didn't know there was a midwifery crisis, then I'm really sorry to be the one to break it to you. Um, It's not a new thing and it's certainly not something that's going to go away soon. It's completely systemic and it's a result of our really broken system and our just completely uncaring government. What's happened is that it's really, really awful for the midwives working within the system at the minute. So the NHS is incredibly underfunded, right? There's no denying that. And this has led to midwives leaving, like just leaving in absolute droves because the working conditions are just so, so, so bad. So there was a report done recently and it said that for every 30 newly qualified midwives, 29 leave within the first year or just never start. That's how bad it is. So for every 30 newly qualified midwives, we're actually only gaining one. So they work like 12 plus hour shifts, they don't have any breaks, they're dehydrated, they report being constantly hungry and skipping meals, they're absolutely knackered, they have like more than one, more than one patient at a time, I hate using the word patient because when you go to give birth you're not a patient but you know what I mean, they have more than one labouring person to attend to at a time. And this has just led to birth becoming even more medicalised because like for time management reasons, more and more inductions are being offered, things like home births are being suspended, midwife-led units are being closed and so on and so forth. So it's really horrible for the midwives and it can affect those giving birth. It doesn't mean like your pregnancy or your birth is doomed. It just means that it pays to be aware of what you can do and putting in some sort of practical preparation and some mindset work is going to be really helpful because it can feel like your options are being taken away from you before you've even gone into labour. And I just want to talk you through my three top tips for dealing with all of this and how you can protect your birthing mindset from stressing about it. Sort of most importantly, I guess that's the main thing to protect your mindset and to not let it overly stress you. So my first top tip is just to turn off the news. Um, I hope this doesn't sound like really stupid. I'm not trying to be controversial or anything, but genuinely just tune out, tune out of the news. You know, there's a midwifery crisis and even the title makes it sound terrifying, doesn't it? Like the word crisis just immediately makes us panic. But then if you're listening to the news on the way to work or you're scrolling on your phone in the evening and you're seeing articles with like massively clickbait titles that just spark up loads and loads of fear it's really not worth letting that into your head you need to protect your headspace and like I said the the massively clickbait so the midwifery crisis is real and it is it is shit it's not it's really not good 
But then the news run these stories on them and their titles just have really, really horrific language in it, which is just going to make you panic loads. And I'm not saying like be ignorant, because as I said before, it's been going on for a long time, but it's gaining a lot more media attention recently because everyone's just finally had enough and everyone started making noise about it. And there's things like the match for midwives going on and stuff like that. Um, and that's great. We need to draw attention to it. Um, but we like we really, really need to sort it out. And change can only come from us making a lot of noise about it. But if you're pregnant, you're not going to gain anything from reading loads and loads of stuff about what's going on especially when it's clickbait and it's sensationalized and it's in the papers or the magazines so just put it to one side even if you're like really incredibly passionate about these things like about saving the nhs and match for midwives and stuff like that like like i said it's so 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 important all of this stuff and i'm not saying don't partake but i'm saying just block out the noise of the clickbait side of it and the sensationalism side of it it's just not going to help you so following on from that, you do want to be prepared, but you want to do it in a practical way. So in a way that makes sense and a way that will help you feel in control of what's going on. And the best way to do that is to just speak to your local trust and find out how they're affected and what you can do to ensure that you still get the birth that you want in that trust. So you can speak to your personal midwife about it at your midwife appointments. You can speak to the head of midwifery at your local hospital. You could talk to your local MVP. Um, so if you don't know what your local MVP group are, it's your Maternity Voices Partnership. And they're a group made up of people um, that work within the maternity services as well as service users. So their sole purpose is to like to like review and to contribute to improving maternity services. So speak to them, find out what's going on, find out what provisions are in place to help people who are pregnant, to help people that are giving birth. And then go from there so if you're being told that it's likely that maybe the midwife-led unit will be shut but you really wanted to give birth in the midwife-led unit see if there's another one nearby that you could attend see if there's a freestanding one you could attend could you plan a home birth instead could you request the use of a labor ward room that has a pool and set it up in a way which really resembles the midwife-led unit there are loads of things that you can do and it pays to be prepared but just not by scaring yourself silly through the news or the media so that's my first top tip. Just really tune out of the news like while you're pregnant. My next top tip is to get prepared in terms of understanding birth and understanding how your body works. And I feel like this is important for every pregnant person, obviously, but even more so in our current climate. So the reason I say this is because when you truly understand how birth works and how safe it is, you feel a lot more at ease about birthing no matter how or where it unfolds. And that's a really, really great place to be in. So the other little niggles about things like logistics, they can be worked through, but there's no panic or stress about the actual act of giving birth because you know you can do it and you know that like you'll be fine regardless because birth is safe and because you trust your body. And of course, I'm going to say the best way to do this, um, the best way to get informed is through doing a hypnobirthing class. But honestly, it is. So the reason I became a hypnobirthing teacher is because I did it myself and I saw how brilliant it was. Hypnobirthing covers everything that you need to know about preparing your body and your mind for birth but obviously for some people this is unaffordable for some people they just don't like the sound of it and it simply might not be right for you so if this is you if you don't want to do a hypnobirthing course then get informed through places like instagram through youtube through reading really great books through websites there are so many different places where you can get informed about birth so i'll leave some links in the show notes to 
some links, some books, some websites, some things that I really recommend um, of really great starting places. So do go and check those out. And then on top of this, do your own research on everything. So everything that you're offered, everything that's suggested to you, really put in the work to find out if it's actually what you want. Because like I said, Beth is becoming more and more medicalized because it fits in better with an overstretched system when they can sort of micromanage who's giving birth and when. But this doesn't have to be the case for you. So if you're offered an induction, you're offered a stretch and sweep, you're told you can't have a home birth because your BMI is too high or you're overdue or whatever, like anything, do your own research. You don't have to take what's told as face value just because something's hospital policy. That's not a good enough reason to agree to something. So hospital policy is not the law and it's not 100% evidence or research backed either. A lot of hospital policy is incredibly outdated. Uh, when we compare it to up-to-date research, so take it upon yourself to be fully informed about what the up-to-date research says, you'll realise that a lot of hospital policy is just completely misguided and you're the one that's in control of any decisions that you need to make. So make a birth plan and my podcast that's coming out on Friday, my next podcast is all about creating a birth plan. So if you listen to that, that will give you a lot of help and get your birth partner on board too. They should know all of your wants and all of your needs so that they can advocate for you. And that will also give you more strength. It'll ensure that you know you're 100% supported throughout this whole experience and that's going to help you feel really prepared as well. And then finally, try to relax. I know that this is easier said than done on many occasions, but it really, really pays off to spend lots of time focusing on relaxation when you're pregnant. And even more so when you're pregnant in a midwifery crisis, a cost of living crisis, a climate crisis. Like, there's no denying that the world is a little bit of a not so chill place to be right now. But you can create a little bubble of calm for you and your baby. And that is so, so, so important to work on. There are loads and loads of benefits to practising regular relaxation during pregnancy uh, it gives your body time to recoup from any sort of stress that it's under it releases muscle tension which can relieve aches and pains it can help to regulate our emotional state it can help to regulate our emotional state and it's associated with positive effects on fetal behavior and neonatal outcomes so it can have a positive impact on you on your baby on your birth and it helps you to just tune out all of that noise and that stress that's going on around you so it's completely personal how you relax and I'm aware that this may sound a little bit patronizing I hope you don't think I'm saying oh like just relax it'll solve all your problems or anything like that because I'm not I know that that's just that's rubbish that's a load of rubbish I just think in terms of panicking about the midwifery crisis it can be helpful to just remind ourselves that it's been going on for a long time it's not a new thing Whilst we're pregnant, all we can do is focus on ourselves and our babies and accept that there's not much that we can do right now to change the situation right now. So there's no point stressing about it. A lot of us won't even be affected by the crisis. We might not even notice that it's going on. So just try and tune out all of that noise and relax. You can do things like pregnancy yoga, use hypnobirthing MP3s, use relaxation breathing techniques, even just chilling out on the sofa with like a cheesy film and some chocolate in the evening. It doesn't have to be complicated. If you can just try and squeeze in sort of little pockets of joy, little pockets of relaxation throughout your day, every single day, then you'll see a change to your overall mood. And even better, an even better way to do this is if you do this at times when you regularly be stressing. So for example, if you always listen to the news on the way to work, don't bother. 
listen to a really happy playlist, maybe full of like songs from your wedding or something like that. Or listen to a podcast about a positive birth story instead. If you're always scrolling through your phone, through the news app on your phone in the evening, then leave your phone in the other room and do some pregnancy yoga instead. Just little things, little things that you can do to flip the things that are stressing you out into things that relax you instead. And they're going to really, really help. So they're my three top tips, but if after all of this you still find yourself worried and you want to talk to somebody outside of the system, then look into booking a power hour with a doula or a hypnobirthing teacher or any sort of birth worker. Um, So a power hour is basically something that's separate from all of their other offerings and it's focused on you. So you get an hour of their time to focus on anything that you want to do. You can speak to them about your concerns, you can do some preparation, you get support and guidance, you can do some relaxation. Whatever you specifically need, this hour is just for you and your circumstances. So I offer these, but so do loads of other birth workers. So have a look at any birth workers that you would be interested in working with and see what they offer, if you want to do it in person, if you want to do it via Zoom, how much it costs, things like that. That's always an option if you feel like you need some extra support, um, especially as you get closer to your due date. So that's it. I told you this would be a shorter episode. I just wanted to slot it in, in the hopes that it would be helpful for anyone finding themselves a little bit worried at the minute. So I do hope it was that. I do hope it was helpful. And remember to check out the show notes for some extra resources that I really recommend checking out. If you have any more questions, then come and hang out on Instagram where I'm at the Dungaree Doula and let me know if you enjoyed the episode. If you want to get started on your birth prep, then remember I offer a birth preparation and hypnobirthing masterclass for just £18.50, which you can download and work through in your own time as it's pre-recorded. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes too. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stick around, like, follow and subscribe or leave a little review if you don't mind. That would be very, very helpful. Thank you. Speak soon. Bye.